0: Let go of perfectionism. Let let it go. Because you have to get your feet wet. You know, the more more you practice, the more you do something, you you will get better at it. You can't say, Oh, I don't want to do something or because I want I want it to be the best. I want it to, you know, um, that's what a lot of like writers and stuff like they have this book, but they like keep editing, keep proofreading, like, oh I gotta do this, I gotta change this part, I gotta do this. So you just gotta just, you know, this is this is the best that I can do right now, you know? And then Go for it and learn from your mistakes or, you know, your feedback that you are receiving from others. Because, you know, trying to make something perfect, that is always going to hold you back. Because nothing is ever perfect. <laughs> nothing is ever perfect.
1: We are not telling you to quit your job here at off the clock, the healthcare entrepreneurs podcast. We are teaching you exactly how to gain your freedom as a healthcare professional in places that school. Never taught you. This is OTC university and class is in session.
2: Welcome to another edition of Off the Clock, the Healthcare Entrepreneur's Podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, Mr. Carl Born, Jr., and I'm joined
1: by my main man, Mr. Paulo Chang. Paul, say what's up to the people. Yo, what's up to the people? How y'all doing? Hopefully, you guys are doing good. This is going to be a good one.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So you guys know we love to bring you special guests. This week is no exception. Looking forward to speaking to our guests today because we have not had anyone that is in this field. So this will be a treat for sure. Without further ado, I do want to go ahead and introduce the lovely Miss Christina Opare. Miss Opare, thank you so much for joining us. How are you feeling?
0: I'm feeling well. (laughs) Very good and excited.
2: (laughs) Good, good. So we like to be respectful of your time. With that being said, we're going to dive right into it. So right off the bat, I know you mentioned that you are a personal relationship mentor. So talk to us a little bit about that. How did you get into that field? What was your why? Let us know.
0: Okay, so once I turned 30, my whole life, like, changed. You know, everyone's like that big 30. And um, I was going going down the right path. Like, I had this dream, getting married, starting a family. And then something in my heart, I said, no, this does not feel right. I have to, you know, I didn't want to just settle and that's what I found all around me. And then the woman that I was asking advice, letting them know how I felt, it was like, well, um, you should just stay because, you know, deal with that devil. And I'm like, I should just settle. So I had this awakening, like, no, I had to, you know, so we ended the relationship. He was a great guy, but it was just it was just not a perfect fit. I didn't feel like I was being myself. And so that's a a big, a big factor in relationships. You have to be yourself, be able to be yourself, um, have that support. And so I wasn't receiving any of that. And looking around, I see a lot of people and a lot of women who were like depressed, but, you know, have the smile on the outside, but internally they are not happy. And, And it's just by like settling in life, it's like there's more to life than just that you know so that was basically my why and then just going back and seeing the, my relationships in the past like my 20s even my teens and just realizing like wow i really sold myself short because it was more about what the person want not so much of what i wanted so that's what i um help women you know discover like the things that they like and seeing where they are settling in life even in their relationships
1: yeah that's actually really dope carl said it okay. we've never had anybody like you before on the show so first thing i gotta ask is just really quickly for the listeners can you define your uh definition of a, what a personal relationship mentor is who do you work with um what kind of clientele do you look for
0: okay right now i'm working with young adults. Um, you know, the, my youngest participant in my Zoom Saturdays were, was, I believe she was 16 and the oldest is all the way up to 60. (laughs) So I work with all different types of women, especially men as well. And, um, yeah, just teach teach them different strategies, you know, it's basically going inside yourself, it's not seeking, like, things outside of you, you have to go within, and just really ask those questions, like, like, who am I, what do I like, like, the basics, and sometimes people don't even remember, you know, and sometimes you have to go back before that relationship, who was I, what do I like, you know, those things that you like to do, and, um, yeah, <laughs>
2: So with that being said, I also want to ask you just, you know, for anyone who is listening and they have an interest now in pursuing this, what does it look like for someone to be able to do the same thing you're doing in the capacity of a personal relationship mentor?
0: Just basically be yourself, come show up, you know, show up authentically and have no judgment to do this what well you know I just kind of stumbled upon it (laughs) this year actually so I just started this business in June Um, my first event was actually in January I had a vision board event so um, after that event I'm like, okay, I I can do this. I like this. You know, I discovered that part of myself. And also when I received so much fl- feedback about how I helped them and I was like, okay, I can, you know, pursue this. This is, this is what I enjoy, helping others discovering, you know, the things that they enjoy and the things they like. And also showing up without placing any judgment. You know, some people have to feel comfortable talking to you. And it's not so much of giving advice; it's allowing the person to really know what they want from for themselves. You know, for them to answer those answer those questions. The main thing is, you know, what I do with being a professional relationship mentor is listening. That's the biggest key is to listen.
1: That's true. To be any kind of mentor, you need to be listening, but especially in in, in your uh, category, that 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 matters a lot. So I, I want to ask, you know, what, when it comes to like where somebody would start, right. They want to be a personal relationship mentor. Where do they start? Like when somebody's looking to do this, what are, would you say maybe the top two, top three things, um, that they need to be looking for or at to get started and actually do it correctly?
0: Well, (laughs) there's, there's no guide to it. There's no guide. Um, you just need to really just know like okay this is what i want because i'm i go from life experience you know this is how i help people from the things that the mistakes that i made in the past you know that's how i help others um to prevent them from making those same, same mistakes and to help them overcome certain things such as depression such as um feeling like okay you know, so many people feel like their life is over once something or someone is removed from their life, but there's so much more to their life after, you know, so that's what I will um,
3: okay.
0: suggest, life experience.
2: Okay. So you mentioned earlier that you had your first event back in January, and that was the vision board event that you said what do you think is the significance of people being able to create a vision board like why is that important and why is that something that you would recommend people do
0: okay i will i recommend because i do one every year and uh actually my next event is approaching very soon so um it's it's a good thing to have to have a visual of what you want in life just to be able to see it you know and it's so important because many times we don't even know what we want until we like oh okay you know and seeing that it's possible for us to attain it you know so a lot of things it's just like goals having your goals and I'm big on having accountability partners as well so after the vision board um usually people meet up in teams and they actually call each other, seeing how, each, how, how they are, um, just checking off the goals, seeing if they're accomplishing anything, off they to-dos, to be, to have, you know, those lists.
1: <laughs> From the perspective of creating an event, because I think we have to cover this, right? One of the big things um, a lot of people don't know how to do mm-hmm. is just to even put together an event in the first place. Um, something that I'm learning currently Mm -hmm. Uh, it's it's a lot of work and there's a lot of things right so from the perspective of creating an event and um, you know just putting one together what are the things that you have to make sure are done so it's actually successful and like what are even things that people you think don't normally think about when it comes to actually making sure you can put something together that would be helpful
0: Okay. So this is a very, um, you know, I'm a very so spontaneous person. <laughs> so I did this event in two weeks. It was an idea. I said, you know what, I'm going to help someone else, you know, because I, I felt like this was just like a breakthrough moment. And I'm like, you know what, I'm going to have a vision board event. And this was, I believe, January 7th or something. I didn't have it in my book. And then the vision board event was January 19th. So I didn't know exactly where it was going to be, the location, where I was going to get all the supplies, magazines, nothing. So I just created a flyer, put it up on Eventbrite, and started promoting the event. You know, saying, I believe I had the event for $40, like, you know, had um, snacks, everything. I didn't know where it was going to be yet, but I knew that it was going to be in Brooklyn. So I just had a secret location in Brooklyn. So after that, I was looking for the events, actually the storefront. And I believe it's called storefront.com where you can um, rent out different venues um, well, vacant stores or, you know, commercial spaces. So that's what I did. Uh, and so I found a perfect location in Bushwick. You know, I visualize, you know, an intimate vision board event, no more than, say, 30 people. And so I booked the spot on storefront. Then after that, I um, came across a party planner, you know, and it's so important to talk to others. Uh, and, and I found her through a friend a friend of a friend and so that's how everything started to come to come together from me promoting my event and talking to others like oh i need this i need this i'm looking for um you know someone can someone to decorate the space i'm looking for um a dj for music i'm looking for all these things and it all came together once i decided that i wanted to have this event it all fell into place and the school i went to and this was like super super amazing the school that I graduated from, I actually called them because I'm like, I need a, a, a big supply of magazines. Actually, no, that that wasn't how it went. I was in another location in the city and the lady the librarian said, why don't you go to the Bronx at the um, the other site where the school is, all right? And so I called them and they had a whole load of magazines available. I had more than enough. So, and that was about three days before the event, three days. So everything just lined up. And I always say like, once you decide to do something, just do it. Take one step at a time and things will line up, you know, even though it feels like, oh my goodness, it's not, you know, you feel like, I don't know where I'm going to get this from. I don't know where I'm going to get this money from. I don't, everything starts to flow once you decide like, and take action.
1: I actually want to hit on that a little bit more Um, specifically because you talked about like, once you start to do stuff, right. And I know one of the biggest things that I have seen, now I'm a little crazy. So I'll just like, I'll have like 20, 30% of a plan. I'm like, it's good enough. Let's go. Like, I'll just figure it out. Right. But I know a lot of entrepreneurs tend to get stuck with overthinking. I'm just going to call it overthinking. Um, in that they need everything to line up and they need everything to be perfect and they need everything to be at a place where it's like, okay, I can see every single step and every single dot. and I'm gonna do this on this day, right? Um, From your perspective, how do you talk to those people? Because you just said it right, like three days before your event, you got the magazines. Mm -hmm. You put the event on Eventbrite before you even had the location. Yeah, but you still had the event.
3: Mm-hmm. You
1: still had all the magazines. You still had the location. <laughs>
3: yeah, come
1: the day of the event, right? So, what do you say to those people who are like so caught up in, um, just wanting things to be perfect? How do you get them to go from being in that shell to just saying, you know what, I'm gonna give it a shot and see what happens, right? And kind of embrace whatever occurs. What do you say to them?
0: let go of perfectionism, let, let it go, because you have to get your feet wet, you know, the more, more you practice, the more you do something, you, you will get better at it, you can't say, oh, I don't want to do something, or because I want, I want it to be the best, I want it to, you know, Um, that's what a lot of, like, writers and stuff, like, they have this book, but they, like, keep editing, keep proofreading, like, oh, I got to do this, I got to change this part, I got to do this, so you just got to just, you know, this is, this is the best that I can do right now, you know, and then go forward and learn from your mistakes or you know, your feedback that you are receiving from others. Because, you know, trying to make something perfect that is always going to hold you back because nothing is ever perfect. <laughs> nothing is ever perfect. And um you mentioned something else about when how did I start it or
1: well, it's it's more like, you know, at what point, or let me ask this question, right? Let me ask this question, um, because I do think that this is also important, and it's something that I recently heard one of my friends say, and he finally put a phrase on something I've always been thinking people struggle with.
3: Mm-hmm. But
1: the phrase he used was programmed humility, right? Mm-hmm. Meaning, and I think... I say this maybe even from a perspective of a lot of people in healthcare and specifically like say physical therapy students. Right. I, from what I've seen um, and Carl, you could tell me this is true because you're the one in school right now. Um, But I've noticed like a lot of PT students and therefore a lot of healthcare students are almost taught to like have a cap. This is what you are to do as a clinician and you don't go past it. I always hear a lot of people say, um, you need to have like five years of experience before you can start running your own business, which I think is a lot of nonsense. Cause I started a PT business before being in PT school. So like, come on, um, you know, so when it comes to that programmed humility, where people are like, you know what, let me kind of back off and not really go off and not, not really show out. Right. Mm-hmm. How did then, how does that kind of adjust? Cause like in your perspective, right. You said, screw it. I'm doing it. You had an idea two weeks later, you had an event. But all of that could not have happened if you were somebody who intentionally dimmed her own light down.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. So for those that dimmed their lights down, because I think that's another thing that a lot of people in healthcare that want to be entrepreneurs deal with, because they're kind of struggling with their identity as a healthcare professional and embracing the new identity of being an entrepreneur and bringing the two together. Right. So how do you get them to then take from, you know, they got their light down I don't know. I keep doing that. They got their <laughs> light down and they're just turning it up. How do you get them to turn it up and just say, you know what, in the process of just doing and letting go of perfectionism. Also, don't put yourself in a position to where now you've let go of trying to be perfect, but you have not fully embraced the mission and the purpose that you're working in. How do you get them to go from like zero to you know close to 100?
0: Well, I will say just know what the end what the end should look like, you know, what you're trying to accomplish. So that's why I do the vision board event. So you can see exactly what you want before, you know, you even begin. So see, like, you have to know what the end goal is, the end game, you know, and um, that, that's super important. And another thing, what I always go by is because with this whole pandemic as well, you don't know how much longer you're going to actually be on this earth. So whatever you want to do, you can't think like, oh, I don't want this. Like you're thinking about everyone else and you're not putting yourself first, you know. So that's my biggest thing. You know, so many people, you know, you don't know if tomorrow's going to be your last. So that's that's why I do the things that I do. And sometimes not even so, because I've always been very spontaneous growing up. But, um, you know, sometimes you just got to do it, you know, and if you fail, you can learn from your mistakes. You know, it's not it's not like failure is such a bad thing. Failure is a good thing. <laughs> you know, so you know what not to do. So that's my biggest thing.
2: Yeah, I would have to agree a hundred percent. I think um I think the I think the mistake that a lot of people make is they tend to expect that they need to have it all together, you know, before they can put anything out. And it's like there's a quote me and Paul always say, which is that Imperfect action beats perfect inaction, you know, which just goes to the notion that sometimes you just have to act because I'm sure that there are plenty of people and, and myself included. I've I've seen it happen before where there was something that I wanted to do or say or act on. And I was like, no, wait, I don't feel like I'm 100 percent ready or I have it all together, you know, and then someone else acted on it. And so at the same notion, it's like you have to be conscious of the fact that speed kills. And if you're not being intentional about putting yourself out there and understanding that even though what you do may be a competitive field or you might feel like it's oversaturated or whatever the case may be, there's only one you. Mm -hmm. And... Only you can bring the value to the marketplace that you can because that's what's unique about it being your own, so I think that that's spot on what you were saying and paul to to touch on something that you said in terms of p t schools <laughs> uh, yeah i i would I would agree to to some extent just because I have met clinicians and I have met professors that they will have that conversation with you like this is what it looks like if you really want to open up your own practice outside of school but i would say the majority they teach you what you need to know to be effective in the clinic or in the hospital you know or in the home setting to rehabilitate these patients but it's very few in between i would say that actually you know, will take the time to sit down and talk to you about the business side of things. And those will have to be those who are actually business owners themselves because they actually understand the rigor, you know, and and the the resources that you need to kind of take. Um Christina kind of pivoting a little bit
3: mm-hmm.
2: now I know also you do something pretty dope, which <clears throat> I'm I'm really interested to know. But so Zoom Saturdays. With, with Zoom Saturdays, what was the inspiration behind that? And for our listeners who are listening and they're intrigued and they're like, Zoom Saturdays, what is that? What would you say they can expect to get out of it should they attend a Zoom Saturday?
0: Yes. So every Saturday, the topic is different. So it ranged from toxic relationships to what does freedom mean to um, just everyday life situations. And um, Zoom Saturdays actually started because um, during COVID, I wanted to do a follow up event from the Vision Board event that I held in January. So I said, since we all can't meet together in person, let me um, just start a Zoom, a follow up Zoom session with all, with everyone who came. to the event in January so that's when that started and then I just had this idea like why don't I do this every Saturday since we all locked in the house since we all um, you know with this lockdown let's just all like do this every week and then also the event with um, not the event but the I guess you could say the tragedy the tragedy that happened with George Floyd with that as well. So um, I did a session on I can't breathe on freedom on so many different topics. And what was so like this year, basically bought everything (laughs) that you know, everything just was like, brought out from underneath the rug so you had to face everything head on and not to say that I forgot that I was black or anything, (laughs) you know, but it's just that it brought it to the forefront. You get what I'm saying? It's like, you know, if you're next to a white person, you might feel a little like, Oh man, it's, you know, because it's like, really we in 2020 and then we, we have to really think about this stuff. Like just hearing, you know, which was, you know, it, it, it is, Amazing as well because you know what everything to light. You know, this 2020 definitely shined a light on everything and seeing everyone's perspective and you know the change, the change that definitely is needed. So just talking about different topics and getting feedback from others and seeing how they are overcoming during this um, time in history. So <laughs> that's how that came about.
2: Yeah, I think. I think you hit the nail on the head to just from a standpoint of it's very easy to ignore racism, Mm -hmm. you know, for, for people who are not black, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, it's very easy to overlook it because it's not your reality that you have to face on a daily. And so when everything happened, I think, the reason it was so at the forefront was the fact that we were on quarantine, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's very difficult for you to ignore something that's in your face when you're just at home and you're on social media or you're flipping through the news channels or whatever the case may be. And it's all in your face. Like you can't ignore blatant racism. Yeah. And so I definitely think that it's dope that you had that conversation because I think a lot of people try to shy away from the conversation, you know, or they try to kind of sweep it under the rug. And for us, this is like real life traumatizing things that we have to see and we have to process. And it's like a continuous cycle that we've seen in this country. Now, one of the things that I love too about the concept of the zoom Saturdays is it's a perfect example of what they say, of taking lemons and making lemonade, because we're in quarantine again. COVID is running rampant. We want to have another event, but it's like, I can't. And so the Zoom Saturday is being able to provide that for people. I think that that's a perfect example of what it looks like as well to be innovative, in in the space of an entrepreneur because that's going to happen, you know, not pandemics, but things will happen. Mm -hmm. And when those things happen, it's like, it it makes you really see what you're made of and you have to figure out how can I be creative? You know, how can I think outside of the box to bring something to life with the zoom Saturdays? What would you say? and, And if you can't give me one, that's okay. But I'm just curious to know, what would you say have been your your favorite ones that you've done so far?
0: My favorite one? That's going to be really, really tough. Um, I I guess it will be on toxic relationships, on freedom as well. What does freedom mean? I know you said one, but I'm like thinking... (laughs) No, so nah, keep
2: going, keep going.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's like the last one I just did was um who has your power, you know, who has you who have you been giving your power away to, you know? So that was really powerful as well because it's like, you know, we have we always seek outside, but the power is within. And I'm a Christian, so a lot of my Zoom Saturdays incorporates, you know, the Bible. So the last Zoom was based off of Ephesians 3.21, which is like one of my favorite scriptures, because in that scripture itself, it said we have the power, you know, it's within. So I don't want to get too deep into that, but yes.
2: (laughs) No, 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 no. We would love to hear it. Act Act like this is Saturday all over again. We're in Zoom Saturdays now.
0: Yeah. So, see, you put me on the spot. But yeah, like we have the power within. And God said he's able to do, you know, he's able. And so we have to believe that. And that's the biggest key that, you know, if you read the Bible, you see the key words is believe. You have to have that belief, because if you don't have that belief, then it's not going to happen in your life. You know not saying it in that way but you know you have to believe that god is with you like with you you know he will guide your path and one of the scriptures i believe it's psalm 119 you know um i don't want to start with all the stuff but you know god god will lead you you know and guide you into your journey but you have to ask you have to ask for his help you have to ask for his guidance you have to ask and once you ask and once you pray about something you're not supposed to worry about it no longer and that's what people you know i don't i don't want to say mess up but once you pray for something you have to be like okay you know and believe that it's going to happen don't worry stop the worrying so that's what i see a lot of people they pray for something and they still worrying like oh i don 't know i don 't know about this i don 't know about this, and having all these worries when you know you have to let that stuff go, let it go, and just do like I always say, do what you can right now and listen to what he 's telling you, and once help arrive, receive that help, so some people are looking for that one particular person or they believe this is how it's supposed to work out, but sometimes. Um, like, you know, so God can do a new thing. God can like just put different people together, just like, um, the, the career I'm in now, like certain like promotions or anything happens just, you know, at the right, you have to be there at the right moment, the right time, you know, so, you know, so you don't miss out on an opportunity, just how I met you, Paul, <laughs> at the event, you know, I was like okay sure but I never did a podcast before but I'm like okay let me just put myself out there see what it's all about and take it from there you can't um, like I said you can't just sell yourself short and if it's something that you want if there's something that you want to do you just have to believe in yourself and and do it (laughs) that's it those are the the big things believe and have faith
2: (laughs) so Christina, I want to ask you because (laughs) from from the standpoint of of doing what you do Mm
3: -hmm.
2: now with the Zoom Saturdays, you mentioned the fact that, you know, this past Saturday, there was some scripture in there. Mm -hmm. How how do you go about essentially like, I'm trying to think of, of the best way to ask this when you're when you're faced with someone who is on the zoom Saturdays who may not be a believer or believe what you believe, how do you go about being able to handle a situation like that and turn it into an opportunity where they can still understand the overlying message that you're trying to convey without intruding on you know someone else's beliefs yeah, and what's
0: most important is that I respect everyone i don't you know force anything upon anyone um so like that again non-judgment zone but i do share you know in the bible i tell them okay you can read it and see what you get for yourself you know i never um force them like okay this is just a christian show and you have to do this or whatever i basically let them know like i respect your religion i respect who you um you know and some people i even have friends who even like deepening their relationship with during like my zoom saturdays they start going to church more you know start reading the bible not so much going to church but listening to um you know because everything's online (laughs) going to church online and sharing different things like i'm starting to pray i'm starting to do this you know so it's been it's been really good you know and just sharing, just sharing what works for me and what I believe in. And that's it.
1: <laughs> Let me ask you a follow-up question.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think this might even speak to, it might speak to the fact that we can definitely tell you definitely, um, you work within what you're called to work in, Right. Mm-hmm. I think this
3: is
1: (laughs) um you know I Mm -hmm. I see it often too much where like a lot of people get so caught up in wanting to make a lot of money and ain't nothing wrong with that, right? So just clarification for our listeners ain't nothing wrong with touching a little paper, ain't nothing wrong. But but when that becomes a driving force, like I just want to make like boom, 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 boom. And, you know, people tend to lose sight of the thing. I I read something actually really interesting um, in my devotion this morning where um, somebody was like, what's the purpose of business, right? And somebody was like, it's to make money. And then somebody else was asked, what's the purpose of your business? And he was like, it's to be able to serve the people around me really well and grow profitably, Yeah. right? And that's the key I want to hit. Where I was like, holy crap. See, like, that's when the two worlds start to... Start to merge, right? You you still serve your people, you still give them one hundred percent, but you're still growing profitably because you know you don't want a business that's just like sucking everything dry. Mm -hmm. Um, so like for the person that's kind of working through those things where, you know, within themselves, right? They they're coming to finally seeing like, okay, who they are. Um, and I ask that from two different perspectives. Um, I don't want to use imposter syndrome. I want to use um, where somebody just doesn't think they're worth that level of success. I don't know what the word that what what that word is.
0: You can right. use imposter syndrome. <laughs> that's well, a I mean,
1: because I, I look at imposter syndrome like you know I, I'm comparing myself with like where other then I just feel like yeah, it's all gonna fall down at some point. But that's not what I'm trying to convey. I'm just like somebody that just doesn't believe yeah that they can get there, right? Carl and myself in our businesses, like, I promise you, in our heads, and then also it's time to get there, but, like, <laughs> we wake up every day like, yo, we, we know we're going to be at a certain spot. Mm-hmm. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. Like, the amount of faith that we have, if somebody looked in, they'd be like, yo, these dudes are kind of nuts, but it's just like, we just, we just know what we're trying to go after, and that's why I ask that from the person that just doesn't believe mm. that they can get there be it maybe just their own personal image, be it maybe just they haven't failed enough, right? Shout out to the listeners. I said they haven't failed enough, Mm -hmm. right? Notice I didn't say they just failed. They haven't failed enough times. I think there's a sweet point where like, if you fail enough times, you're like, okay, I see see the pattern now. I'm starting to get it. Like, I got to do this and I'm probably going to fail every single day until it works, right? But they haven't failed enough or like they're even at a position where they just don't see it. Right. And I love the fact that you do the vision board because then it allows them to have the end goal. Carl and I just did our vision boards this year for the first time. Right. For me, it was for the first time. He, <laughs> he He's a professional. But, you know, for me, it's like I always like heard people talk about it. You got to make a vision board. Now, I'm a I'm Habakkuk 2 verse 2. i I'd be writing my dreams down like day like every day. Like I'm boom, 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 boom. But with the vision board. What I notice is like, OK, now that I can actively see what I'm going after. It's actually a lot clearer because now you ask me, like, what am I trying to do? Where am I trying to be? Who am I trying to be with? Who's the most important person in my life? What are my priorities? What am I trying to get? What am I trying to impact? I'm like, yo, don't just look. It's all here, right? But, you know, when people aren't there and maybe they're not comfortable doing vision board, because I'll be honest, when I did the vision board, I thought about this thing for like seven months. Mm. I thought about this thing at the beginning of the year and just got to it where one day i was just like you know what let me just do it
3: mm-hmm. right
1: but if somebody's not there yet but they don't have that belief and maybe they're even not surrounded by the right people because that's key then what do they do then how do they start to pull themselves out of <sighs> shout out to you if this applies that situation right <laughs> to the listeners if this applies i promise you i don't know what what you're going through but i I just say it to say that how does somebody then like start to climb out of that situation and and really start to like work within their purpose you know it's bringing back to the point working their purpose and like their mission profitably while still being focused on that you know people service driven method that ultimately what they want and they're actually working within who they're supposed to be how do they get out of that
0: Well, you don't, you want to, I forgot who said this, but whatever you do, you just want to fail fast, you know, if it's not working, you want to know, okay, this is not working and just change, try to keep changing, um, you know, what they call it, little plans, you know, like six month intervals to see, okay, because when you create a business, the the main purpose is to make money, you know? It is to make money. You have to be profitable. You have to make a living, right? (laughs) This is, you know, so you, that is the goal. So, so many, so many times people get caught up in their hobbies and doing all these things, but it's really not like, you know, you're not getting any food from it. So it's like, okay, what do you need to change? What do you, and that's when you start needs, you need to start asking the people around you, your customers or your ideal customers. Um, what is it that they're seeking? What is it that they want? And, What's important too, I just, it just kind of blinked my mind, but, you know, going back to belief, if you don't feel like you're, you can do something, you won't be able to do something. And I'm a big fan of um, reading because I I try to read a book like once, I know I I was trying to do it once every week, but most, most likely now it's like once every month. I I try to read, you know, something that um, basically can inspire me and to help someone else as well and um, help my business you know, so many good books out there, especially now we have YouTube, <laughs> anything that you're to learn sometimes is right there on YouTube. And you can get that motivation from different people, you know, that can help you during this time. It's like, we have so many resources at the tips of our fingers. We don't have to go to the library and like search through, you know? So we are so fortunate in this era, this era that we are living in that whatever that we really wanna do, we can, we just need to put the work in. Put the work in and you will definitely see some proof from it, from whatever you're trying to do or whatever you wanna, you know, wherever you wanna be at in life.
2: Man, Christina, this was awesome, seriously. Um, let me, let me say, first off, thank you for coming on to the show. You know, we really appreciate it. And it just was a very good conversation. I feel like, you know, you said, you said it on the air so I can point it out. This was your first podcast episode, Mm -hmm. but I think you spoke very elegantly and I think you did a very good job of conveying your message. So, um, now you can stop sweating. It's all good.
0: Uh, <laughs> I'm like, <Nah. laughs> let me stop. <laughs>
2: no, nah, but we seriously, we, we really do appreciate you. Um, for anyone who's listening, you know, and, and they're interested in getting in contact with you, what would be some social media information that you would want to leave with them or some contact info?
0: Okay, so my Instagram is Christina Apari, at Christina Apari. And my YouTube, again, is Christina Apari. Um and also if you like to send me an email, Christina at gmail.com. So if you like to be a part of Zoom Saturdays, just send me an email and I'll send a link out to you guys.
1: <laughs> and shout out to our listeners. Listen, 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 listen. Y'all know what it is. We say this every every single week. And, you know, I'll be honest, a lot of y'all are doing it, but not enough of y'all are doing it. So here's what it is. Y'all got to text us. Y'all have to text us. And here's why. When the episode goes out, there's a worksheet that goes out with it. You'll get some heat. You'll be able to learn some stuff. You'll be able to apply. If you want a T-shirt, you got to text us. If you want to get in contact with us, you got to text us. If you want to talk to Carl, you got to text us. You have to text us. So where do you text us at? 321 321 384 6275 again that number is three two one three eight four six two seven five. 6275 and please state your purpose when you text us some of y'all be texting us and you just like send your name and i'm just like i i don't know what to do with that i don't know what to do with that if you want a shirt text the word shirt if you want the worksheet text the word worksheet give us some context clues so that we can help you that text us at three two one three eight four six two seven five. speaking of context real quick um
2: I need to make this announcement because I don't know how long it's been, but every week at the end of the show, I'm asking you guys to please, please, please leave us reviews. Now, let me explain something because I had someone text me the other day. I will not put that person on blast, but (laughs) they texted me and they have an iPhone And they didn't know how to leave a review. So for those of you that have an iPhone, if you open up your home screen, go to the podcast app. You can find us on there. You can leave a review. And the review doesn't just mean the stars because people do that too. If you want to do the stars, we appreciate that. But seriously, you know, comment what it was with the episode that you really enjoyed so just go on the podcast app you can do it through there i promise you guys it's it it won't take that much time um but i just had to make that announcement because y'all be tripping but anyways we appreciate y'all we love y'all seriously if you've been rocking with us since the beginning you know it's love And if this is your first time listening to an episode, welcome to OTC. You know, you can find our business page on Instagram. That's at OTC university. And, you know, guys, we, we do this for you. We like to bring guests such as Christina to be able to give you value. So until next time to our lovely listeners, peace, many blessings.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of Off the Clock. Don't be shy to leave a review and subscribe to the podcast. See you next
3: episode.